A scary thing for Sammy Schumann putting me on a mic. Anyway, um, Father Tripp, thank you. As Father Tripp said, I'm going to just come on down here. My name is Sherry Schumann. I worship with you all. It's good, good to be here, and I'm very grateful. I am the prayer director for Christian Grandparenting Network. So I have the joy now of working with grandparents around the world. But one of my greatest joys happens for five days in June, and that's Grand Camp. I get to go alongside Kathy Jacobs and work with grandparents and grandchildren ages 6 to 12. One of my responsibilities is to offer the teaching on the spoken blessing. For the next 15 minutes, we're going to look at what is the spoken blessing, how do we give it, and why is it important. Now, I want to tell you, this is not a talk just for grandparents. This is a talk for parents. This is a talk for godparents, aunts and uncles. This is actually a talk for children. Because you see, if we believe that Jesus is our Lord and Savior, then we are called as Christians to bring his message of love into our families and into what is a broken world. How many of you remember the children's rhyme, sticks and stones will break my bones, but... Words will never hurt me. My guess is that you all have lived long enough to know that that's a falsehood. Words hurt. Words can curse. Words tear down. They can destroy. Think of the five-year-old little girl who puts on a princess dress, and she twirls for her daddy, and she says, Daddy... Look at me, aren't I pretty? And the dad scoffs, and he says, pretty ugly, if you ask me. That little girl has probably been scarred for life. So yes, words can curse, but words can also bless. And we're going to talk today about how to speak blessing into the lives of our loved ones. I want to tell you, those of you that are grandparents and you've never heard this message, you are going to say, if only I had known that when my children were young. Well, I have to tell you, Sammy and I have said those same words. And we are trying to rectify it. It's never too late. So we are trying in a birthday card to write a message of blessing or to speak blessing into the lives of our children. So what is the spoken blessing? Well, how many of you had a stuffed animal that you loved as a child? Or maybe one of your children had a stuffed animal. I mean, that's the, it's the kind of animal that if you left it in a motel and you drove 200 miles, you were going to turn around and do what? You were going to go back to that motel. Well, we had a Willie Bear. And Willie Bear belonged to our oldest son, Skip. 
Now, Willie Bear was drugged through the mud. He was slammed in car doors. He was loved. Um, by the time Skip was three or four, Willie Bear's little arm, I think it dangled by, by threads. Um, those of you that know me know I don't, don't sew. So Willie Bear's arm was never going to really get reattached. Um, his eye was half falling out. He uh, was nappy to touch. He was a pitiful looking bear. I realized that if I had taken him to the Salvation Army, they would have charged me a drop-off fee. <laughs> but you know what? I wasn't going to take Willie Bear to the Salvation Army. Because to our family, Willie Bear was priceless. He wasn't priceless because of Willie Bear. He was priceless because of our son's love for Willie Bear. If you think about it, we are a bunch of Willie Bears. We're tattered and we're torn. We're pitiful to look at, and that's just the outside. Our inside is even worse. You know, Scripture tells us we're worthless. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. But Scripture also tells us that it is not about who we are, but it is about whose we are. We are God's and we are loved and our value lies in his love. When we speak blessing into the lives of our children or our grandchildren, our godchildren, even our spouses, what we are doing is we are serving as conduits. Conduits is just a fancy word for a pipeline. We are being a pipeline of God's love. Now, I want to tell you that I'm going to say a lot of things, and I'm probably going to lose you for a minute. Do me a favor, stay with me. I promise that I'm going to pull it all together, and, and when you leave today, you will be able to go out and speak blessing into the lives that you love. I want you to understand that a blessing is not performance-based. So when you go to your son's baseball game, and he hits a homer, grand slam, wins the game, and you congratulate him afterwards. That is not a blessing. That is performance-based. It's a compliment. And this world needs compliments, but it is not a blessing. A blessing is based on God's love, not our performance. The other thing, and I do not want us to get legalistic about this, but a blessing is not prayer. When we pray on somebody's behalf, we go to God on their behalf. But when we bless someone, we go to that someone on whose behalf? On God's behalf. So, how do we do it? Well, first of all, we need to, um, we missed a slide, so anyway, we're just going to hold there. We need to understand, there we go, that there are two types of blessings. There's a general blessing and there is a personal blessing. The general blessing we can give to anybody, anytime, as often as we want. A personal blessing is just 
that it is for a specific person, a specific occasion. I'm going to talk about that general blessing first, and then I'm going to talk about the personal blessing. Many of us already know a general blessing. The most common one is called the Levitical blessing or the Aaronic blessing. We find it in Numbers chapter 6. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and give you his peace. Now, I have to tell you that this Levitical blessing has tremendous power. Let me just give you an example. I began babysitting our middle granddaughter when she was about eight weeks old. And I was just starting to learn about the blessing. Sammy and I were starting to learn about it. And I decided that I would, every time I put her down for a nap, I would bless her with the Levitical blessing. So I would hold her in my arms and I'd touch her little cheek and I'd say, Sally, may the Lord bless you and keep you. And then I would put her in her crib. Now, Sally loved her crib, and Sally liked to sleep, so that was no problem. She'd just go right to sleep. Well, one day, she was about eight months old, and we had gone to the park, and we were running late, and we, I wasn't getting her to bed, like on time. So I said, all right, Sally girl, listen. Grandma's going to change your diaper. I'm going to plop you in your crib. You can go right to sleep. So I changed her diaper. I plopped her in the crib, and at that point... My precious granddaughter, who loved her crib, started to scream. You see, that eight-month-old realized I had not done what? I had not blessed her. And so I scooped her up in my arms, and I said, Sally, may the Lord bless you and keep you. I gave her the blessing. I put her in the crib. She snuggled with her blanket and went sound to sleep. And that's when I went, whoa, whoa. That's a general blessing. Now, the personal blessing, if you look, you notice it says milestones and blessable moments. We can offer a personal blessing at a milestone in someone's life, like their birth, their confirmation, graduation from high school, buying their first house, their wedding. And those are milestone marks in a person's life. But we can also bless our loved ones at blessable moments, like when we're sitting at the kitchen table or we're tucking them in bed at night. Our grandchildren get blessed every time we ride in the car because they're strapped into car seats. It's a perfect time to offer a blessing. Let me share an example. And um, let's, let's go to the next slide real quickly, though. I'm going to go through, these are the five elements of the spoken blessing. I'm going to go through them rather quickly because when I share an example, it will all make sense. First of all, we start with a meaningful touch. Um, a baby, you just touch the head, touch their cheek. An older child, you probably want to ask permission. You may want to say, hey, I'd like to offer you the blessing. Can I hold your hand or can I touch your shoulder. Number two, or letter B up there, says we express God's acceptance and love. Number three, we communicate 
a high value. And again, that value is based on God's love, not performance. We just read it in Ephesians 2.10. For we are the handiwork of God, created in Christ Jesus for all such good works as thou hast prepared for us to walk in. Number four, we picture a special future. God made all of us. He made us unique. He made us special because he has a special future for all of us. We read that in Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And finally, we make an active commitment. Now, let me put all of this together in a simple example. A couple of months ago, I took our granddaughters for our monthly cookie, and we were standing at the counter, and I handed the cashier a $10 bill, at which point our oldest granddaughter, Ann Louise, said, oh, Grandma doesn't need her change. <laughs> oh, okay. She said, please, just use it to buy a cookie for someone that can't afford one. And I decided that was a blessable moment. Now, I have to tell you, I am blessed with three wonderful daughter-in-laws. And I'm going to tear up because my daughter-in-law is a wonderful mama. So when she heard this story, she said, Anne Louise, you don't give grandma's money away without asking her. <laughs> but I have to tell you that I sat down in the bakery with Anne Louise. And I touched her arm. And I said, Anne Louise, I love you so much but God loves you so much more than I do. And I said, I want to let you know, God has made you with a huge, generous heart. It's, it's who you are. I never leave your house that you don't have a picked flower for Papa and I to share or a picture that you've colored. I said, Anne Louise, God has something special planned for your life. That's why he gave you this heart that's bigger than the state of South Carolina. And I said, I am so excited that as your grandma, I get to walk alongside you and see what God's got planned. Just a simple conversation of saying God's loved you, God loves you, and he's got something planned for your life, and I'm here to walk with you, and I'm speaking blessing into your life that way. So, why is the spoken blessing important? Well, first of all, it's scriptural. If we open our Bibles to Genesis chapter 1, God's first act after he created Adam and Eve was to bless them. If we look at Jesus coming out of those waters of baptism, we hear God's voice say, This is my son in whom I am well pleased. God was pleased with Jesus, not because anything Jesus had done. His ministry hadn't even started at this point. God was pleased with Jesus because God loved him. Another reason we offer the spoken blessing is because it is transformational. If we look at the prison system in the United States today, there are basically no Jewish men. Nobody knows why. The thought is that at the bar mitzvah, when a 13-year-old Jewish boy 
is taken into the temple and the priest blesses him and his family blesses him. And at that point, we have a rite of passage from childhood to adulthood and that rite of passage is built in blessing. The thought is that's why we don't have many Jewish men in prison. If you think about it, what is the only rite of passage we have? For our teens, it's car keys. Really, that's all it is. Um, there's an African proverb. Moms and grandmas, I'm talking to you. We've got to bless. But fathers and grandfathers, hear this message. There is an African proverb that says, the, the son who does not receive his father's blessing he will return to the village and he will burn it to the ground. But the daughter, the daughter who doesn't receive her father's blessing, she doesn't destroy outward. She turns the destruction inward and she destroys herself. The spoken blessing's transformational. In closing, I want to share Howie's story. Howie came from a broken family. He was raised by his paternal grandmother. He was a terror in elementary school. He was just, um, they just put him in the next grade because nobody wanted him back again. In fifth grade, his teacher tied him to a chair, taped his mouth shut and said, Howie, guess what? You're headed to prison. You are on a track going straight to prison. And you know what, sadly, Sadly, she was right. But what she didn't know and what Howie didn't know, but God knew, is that Howie was going to walk into Miss No's class in sixth grade. He walked into her class the first day of school. He sat down in his desk. Miss No came and she knelt down beside him. And she said, Howie, I have heard all the stories about you, but you know what? I don't believe them. I don't believe him because I know God. And I know God loves you. And I know God has a special plan for you. And I'm excited that I get to be your teacher this year. And I get to walk with you as you discover what that plan is. Well, how he graduated from Miss No's sixth grade class. He graduated from high school. He graduated from college. He graduated from seminary. He graduated from Yale with his doctorate. Dr. Howard Hendricks. Father Tripp, I don't know if you know the name. Father Corey did because Father Corey almost went to Dallas Theological Seminary. We're not familiar with Dr. Howard Hendricks because we walk in Anglican circles. But in the evangelical world, Dr. Howard Hendricks is one of the most well-known professors in the 21st century. He wrote 16 books. He taught more than 12,000 students at Dallas Theological Seminary. How did a troubled little boy named Howie become Dr. Howard Hendricks, who honestly, his students just called him with great love and affection, the prof. 
How did that happen? Well, it happened because a teacher by the name of Miss Snow spoke blessing into his life. So I close with one question. Who were the Howies in your life? Who were the Howies in your family that need to hear that it is not about who they are, but it is about whose they are? Thanks be to God. Thank you, Sherry.